So let's just get right into it then. Should, should, should I do the Chris Collinsworth? Now here's a guy. <laughs> You're now Sunday Night Football. Not a big guy. Not a big fan. Do you know what I'm talking about? All right. So let's just get right into it. <laughs> so uh, let let's just let's just start out. We're about 45 minutes late to yep. the first episode of After the Close. Yep. Uh, because our kids wouldn't go to bed. <laughs> yeah. That's just what happened. Uh, among other things, yes, yes. Among other so, things, sure. yeah. There's so, a lot going right. on. So, so we were going to get started about 45 minutes ago. So maybe about an hour ago, I got a text from my neighbor, and uh, she she texted me and says, "Hey, can you tell like my wife to check her phone?" I texted her, so I was like, "All right, check her phone." So she so she checks her phone, and uh, my wife had to run down to our neighbors to check to see that our neighbor put her cat medicine away in the fridge. So, so so Jenny had to run out, run out and go do that. So like that, so that delayed bedtime by like twenty minutes, you know, because because we had to go do that because that's just what we do. And you got to do, uh, do what you got to do sometimes. Exactly. Just, yeah. It is it's what, just, it, it, is what it is. You, you know, a, a father's um day or whatever. The the work never ends. Mm. No. So I, I was sitting with our daughter, and then uh you know um our daughter's having a bit of a bit of a a tough time with bedtime sometimes. So, so we're working through that and she's not feeling so hot. So that's not really, it's not really helping, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's tough. She said, so, so last night she was up basically all night. So <laughs> very little sleep was had. So everybody's go, trying to go to bed earlier tonight. And obviously that didn't happen. So, you know, now we're here. So now I'm having a delicious beverage and uh, on after the close, you know? All right. Thank you. So um yeah all right so kids what are you gonna do um yeah right but please just introduce yourself sure sure so so my name's Tom uh for the I mean obviously I don't know if you can see it on screen but last name is Serpico so I'm Trader Dad's brother uh you know long time listener long time reader <laughs> first time Trader trade uh, was it after the close that's what we're calling this. But uh, no, so so basically, how can you be a long time listener and also be on the first episode? Well, you know, I've been here from the beginning, so <laughs> you know, I've been here from the beginning. Two and a half but, minutes um, ago, thank you. Exactly, exactly. Two and a half minutes ago. So I've, uh, I'm a father. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I've been, I'm a father of a two and a half year old girl. So that's, you know, I guess that's uh, Trader Dad's niece, right? And then yes. um, you're, you're the father to my niece. That's correct. correct. Yeah, that, that's how that works. And uh, I've been a, uh, so I'm a, you know, among other things for myself, I've been a professional civil engineer for the past 12 years. So that's what I do for a full-time profession. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of a little bit about me and my life so far and all the fun things that go about it. So now I'm here to talk about all things dad and all things trading, right? Well, that's not all we're going to talk about here. We're going to just, you know, Go with the flow. I'm actually more interested in what's going on with you. Right, right. So I've got a lot of things going on right now, actually. So so the big thing that's really been grinding my gears lately is uh, my dishwasher. I've been telling everybody about this, and it's a broken record, but man, is it, is it bothering me. So, so about two and a half weeks ago, my dishwasher was leaking, and I'm like, all right. It, and it was leaking out of the front on like one side. So I'm like, all right, I, I could probably fix this. Shouldn't be that hard. So I thought it was the seal that like goes around the door. I thought that wasn't like when the door closed, I thought like one, the one seal wasn't like connecting. So water was like sneaking out there. All right. Replace the seal, figure it out. All right, let's see. Nope. Didn't work. So then I troubleshoot and I'm like, all right, let's figure this out. So I take the door off. And one of the things it was saying was the dishwasher float might not be engaging. So I checked the thing. All right. It could have been an electrical short. So I replaced the electrical short. Cool. Then they're saying, well, if the electrical short isn't connecting to the water inflow pipe, the water inflow pipe might be clogged and just too much water is getting in there. I'm like, all right, let me replace the water inflow thing. So I do that. So I replace space. I basically rebuilt the whole freaking dishwasher. And what it turns out is that when you close the door, it wasn't creating a good enough seal on the bottom of the tub. And it was slushing out. And just, you know, when the when the bottom propeller went around, it would just slush it out underneath it. And that was just super frustrating. So the piece that like creates that seal, they don't make it anymore. So I was like, mmm. so I had to go buy a new dishwasher. So I had to do that. And there were some sales for, I guess, Martin Luther King Day. So we kind of had to pull the trigger on it pretty quickly. So I didn't get a chance to like do a lot of good research on it. So we had like the general specs, like we wanted the third rack. We wanted, had to fit under this counter height because our floors are stupid height and everything is dumb in our house because everything's stupid dimensions. So all these things, I'm like, all right, well, that one fixed the mold and it's relatively 
affordable, I suppose. So we pull the trigger on it and we get it. So we had to buy it online. I couldn't even go to the store and buy it. So I bought it online and there was no option for somebody to install it, which was a pain. So I'm like, all right, well, I don't have to install it. So then I also paid 40 bucks for somebody to haul another dishwasher away, the dishwasher that was broken away. So that was a pain <laughs> because in hindsight, I shouldn't have done that. I should have kept it and I should have gave it to the guy around the corner who scraps everything instead of making money, instead of paying somebody 40 bucks to take it away. That's a whole nother thing. But before I took the dishwasher out, I basically parted it out. I took everything out of it that I possibly could because screw them for paying 40 bucks after take that thing away. That was super annoying. So I did that. Um, so then as I'm installing it, I'm like, all right, I, I know how I know enough where I can install a dishwasher. You got to hook up the electrical, hook up the drain line, hook up the water intake line, get it in there, level it out, do what you got to do. But because, you know, everything's kind of a pain in our house, where the dishwasher goes, the floor in front of the dishwasher is higher than the, di- the floor where the dishwasher goes. So you slide it in and it, it dips down. And then when you have to try to take it out to kind of maneuver things, you got to like prop it up. It's, it's a huge pain. So I ended up busting up my counter because. Ooh. So, because the fabrication of the dishwasher, there's like the metal. Don't get frame. me started on dishwasher fabrication, dude. Hey, you know, just just. I thought we'd be mouth. an episode behind of after the close. Shut your mouth. Got the I, dishwasher I, I, fabrication, this, this but I'm been, happy you is, jumped ahead. This has been grinding my gears for two weeks. So, so the dishwasher fabrication, they've got like a metal frame, and then there's a screw that like connects into the frame, and it pops up a little bit higher. So when I put it in, it like scraped the whole bottom of it and it busted up the front of my freaking countertop. So I'm annoyed about that. So that sucked. So I hook it all up and I'm all ready to run it. And I run this thing and the stupid hose that connects into the drain line dish, like the, uh, the garbage disposal starts leaking. I'm like, God, God damn it. So I, I basically had to fiddle with that for, you know, a couple nights to figure out why that was the problem. And it turns out that, you know, the, the old dishwasher line, the way it worked is like you hook it up to the, to the, um, to the garbage disposal and it comes in and it goes and then it goes around and then you clamp it. So I hooked up the new one the same way the old one was hooked up. Well, it turns out that that wasn't the correct That's way to hook the new one. Very logical. <laughs> I'd have done the same. So, so, because I, so I'm like sitting there and I'm like tighten, I'm tightening the, uh, the metal clamp that goes around it with the screw and I'm like screwing it and screwing it and screwing it. And when I was taking off the old yeah, one, he was like, screwing it. Shut the fuck. So, <laughs> so I said, what moron as I'm undoing the old one, I said, what moron? put this thing on where the screw is on the top facing away from everybody. So you have to take the screwdriver and go like backwards into it. Like who, who does that? That's ridiculous. So when I put it on, I put it on the bottom. So it was facing me. I was like, all right. So I'm sitting at work the next day and I'm like, I'm thinking like, why is that leaking? Why is that leaking? So in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's leaking on the bottom because I put the screw on the bottom because now there's a gap where the screw is. So it's not fully tightening on the bottom. So I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take the thing off and I'll put it around and I'll put it on like the stupid guy, you know, who has to screw it around like the back. So I do that. And it still leaked. So I'm like, well, that wasn't the problem. So I was like, oh man, that was that was a killer. So it turns out that I just put the stupid hose on backwards. So I had to fix the hose and put it on the other way. And then finally it fixed. So, you know, after two and a half weeks and $800 later, I have a dishwasher. That sucks that I don't like because the tines inside are not spaced out right. So all our dishes don't space out right. The cups don't space out right. Everything doesn't space out right. And this is like the thing that has been grinding my gears for the last two weeks. I just, I just, ugh, ugh. But I'm now, I have a dishwasher that works. So there you go. Lo and behold, that's where I'm at. Huh. <laughs> you know, Riveting. I had a similar dishwasher problem. You know what I did with it? Got a new dishwasher. <laughs> I called her a parent. Hey, somebody man, get rid of it. 200 bucks. He fixed it in a day and a half. Yeah. Well, the part doesn't exist anymore for my dishwasher. So, mm. you know, I had to buy a new one. <laughs> so, so that's how that works. So I even tried to jerry rig like a seal. Like I put like weather stripping on into there and it just, it just, the seal wouldn't hold. And it was just, it was a mess. <sighs> so that wasn't happy for anybody in our household, you know? So, so, uh, so it's funny. So I'm, I'm on there, I'm on the, my knees fixing the, uh, the dishwasher, you know, for like a week. I'm trying, you know, I'm fiddling with the parts and I'm changing them or whatever. So, so our daughter has a plate kitchen and in her plate kitchen, she has an oven and a dishwasher. So as I'm fixing my dishwasher, she goes over and she's fixing her dishwasher. So she has her tools and her tool belt. And she's taking the drill and drilling her things and doing all that. And so her dishwasher, she was able to fix hers, but I, I couldn't fix mine. So she's, she's, she, she's now the man of the house. <laughs> she, 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 she's the one who. <laughs> two year old daughter took the. Yeah, took my two, two, two and a half year old daughter is the, is the man of the house because she can fix her own dishwasher. Okay. So that's how that goes. But, you know, so lo and behold, you know, that's, that's funny. 
So, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was cute though that she went over and fixed her dishwasher and she wanted to, she wanted help with the, fixing her dishwasher. So I held the flashlight for her while she fixed her dishwasher and she held the flashlight for me while I fixed our dishwasher. So, so that was fun. You know, that was each other's dishwasher. Exactly. For you. That's yeah, exactly. That's how we do it. That's how we do it in this house. You know, we try to fix things. We do, we don't, we don't, we don't have the, the ability to just, you know, we, we need, we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and fix our own appliances. Yeah, you're a real so, pioneer. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. So, hmm. and what do you do again? What I'm a civil engineer. You're civil. Yeah. You're an engineer. It took you two yeah. weeks to fix your dishwasher. No, 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 no. Let's be clear. It took me two weeks to decide to buy a new dishwasher. <laughs> the dishwasher is not fixed. Yeah. Well, no. no. End of the no two there weeks, was no fixing broken dishwasher. So, so furthermore, I'm a storm. I'm I'm a stormwater management engineer. So what I do is I I. I deal with water. <laughs> That's what I do. And I couldn't fix a leak in a dishwasher. <laughs> so, so is this dishwasher so, kind of like your, your white whale? Yeah. Like your oh yeah. Whale? I am. I am so mad about this. Cause the dishwasher we had was a really nice dishwasher and I couldn't fix it. And I'm, and like, I just, I was all like, it threw me off so much that this was leaking. I don't know why it threw me off so much, but it, it did. I couldn't believe how much like something little like that just like threw us out of our rhythm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you have, you have the rhythm that you go through every day and like, you go through your normal things and, and it's just, it just, it was an unexpected thing that just surprisingly really threw us or threw me specifically for a loop because I thought it was something so simple that I could just fix. And when it wasn't as simple as I thought it was going to be, it just, it just, it, it just rocked my world. I don't know why. Like it just threw me off my, my game so much. And I, I'm very, I'm, I'm still off my game about it. I'm still, still recovering, you know? Oh man. Ah, oh, gosh. But now uh, I know how Brady felt. Yeah, <laughs> he lost yeah, that right? Super Bowl. You know, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, or uh, how uh, how Russell Wilson felt when he threw it. <laughs> you know, like that's that's right. how I feel about it. Oh my god, why? <laughs> you know, you know if he, you know if he would have handed the ball to Marshawn, I would have just been able to find the part. <laughs> you know, I would have fixed the dishwasher. We would have won the Super Bowl, but. But gosh, you know, I decided to throw it from the two yard line and intercepted. But man, that was uh, so that's been grinding my gears for for a while. And I just uh, I'm still on it. You know, what's very interesting about that reference that we kind of just evolved into. You, we're talking about when Russell Wilson, when they were going to either throw or run it. And it was like, right. Yeah. Um, right. So 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 what, so set the picture. Right. So so the Seahawks are driving in the late fourth quarter and they get down to the one yard line. And they have the best running back in the NFL, Marshawn Lynch. And the guy, his nickname is Beast Mode. And Beast Mode can get one yard to get into the end zone just to win the freaking Super Bowl. Right. Sure. And then, so instead of doing what everybody in the world said you should do, they decide to throw the ball and it gets intercepted at the one yard line and the Patriots win the Super Bowl. How ridiculous is that? You know, that, that's the most insane thing in the history of Super Bowls. One of the most insane things in the history of Super Bowls. But man, everybody's jaw was on the floor when that happened when they didn't give it to the best running back in the NFL in the entire year. Is more. So it's interesting you say that because um, Annie Duke, who is, do you know who Annie Duke is? Yeah, she's uh, Howard Letterer's sister. Yes, she's Howard Letterer's <laughs> sister. She does the poker. So uh, yeah, she does the, she does the does poker. The poker. <laughs> so, is that what they um, call it? What? Uh, yeah, I, li I like to do the poker. <laughs> I do the poker. I, I, I do the hokey pokey as well with my kids. Whatever. I, I, I do the I do the poking. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was the pokey and the poker. <laughs> Never um, the pokey. I'm always the poker. <laughs> okay. All right. But anyway. yeah, Annie Duke. Yeah, back to Annie Duke. So Annie Duke. Yeah. Annie yeah. Duke is a professional poker player, and she rolled into then uh, writing different books and things because she does. She has actually a strong like um, psychology background academically. No, no, no kidding. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So she gets. So her first book was all about like poker tells and all that shit. And then the second book she came out with was um, called Thinking in Bets, which really gives more about like how do you work through problem solving and things based on probabilities and like forward equity, like. You know, if I do this now, but but I might also then be able to do these things. She gets right into it. It's very good, very well written, very well regarded. She's doing the rounds right now on like podcasts and things because she's got a new book coming out called Quit. And that's like a whole thing about pruning. It's a whole like, like the, almost the opposite. The first one is more about like, how can you expect to grow? This one is like, where are you going to cut off things that are going to go bad? Sort yeah, of an nice. inverse okay. look at okay. it. Yeah, nice. But in the uh, Thinking and Bets book, one of her classic examples, and it's probably just like made these days, it's almost one level below 
uh, Malcolm Gladwell stuff, like the 10,000 hour rule and whatnot, in terms of how popularized it's becoming. So what's happening is uh, in Thinking in Bets, she talks specifically about the play you had just described. No, no kidding. Okay. And so, yes, like she deliberately goes through it and she runs through the statistics of like various things with the Seahawks and uh, Super Bowl plays and like various things. And she, she, I mean, she's she's implying certain or rather she's uh, inferring a little bit of it because obviously she doesn't know what was going on in the field that day. But statistically, she kind of pointed out that like they actually made probably the best call. Like if you played that out a thousand times, no, like six hundred, <laughs> seven hundred of them, it actually would have worked out. Disagree, <laughs> disagree. I, I I just have to disagree because like what what is that being based on? I would have to look up the chapter. I right, don't know right, because because okay, okay, just this is this is very rudimentary in my mind, right? Handing the ball off versus throwing the ball. Handing the ball off, you have a much higher percentage success rate of getting the ball in the player's hands, right? Okay. Okay. So, so that eliminates that. Now, now then, does the player get back to the line of scrimmage or not? That's probably the next thing, yes or no. And then, do they make the one-yard gain, yes or no? Okay. Those, those, to me, are the potential pitfalls of running the ball. Throwing the ball, it's much harder to get the ball to the player. To start the to start the play, mm-hmm. so so right off the bat, the percentage, like the first thing that has to happen, the percentage of that actually happening is much lower than the other option. So if you go down in my mind of that tree of options to get no. to success, I would I would I would argue that no that 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 that's, that's I I might and obviously there are X factors that go into it having the best running back and one of the best lines in football to gain one yard, you know, rather than throwing it because clearly. It didn't succeed. <laughs> so. Counter, counter. Yeah, counter it. The opposing side also knew all of this. The defense yeah. knew to clog up the holes on the line of scrimmage because there was a very high probability that they'd have to run him in for the yard. Yeah. And it was only one yard, and this guy could get a yard. So they knew what play was most likely. So yeah. you have to. You have to bounce off that idea, knowing yeah. it's like it turns into like Sicilian logic of it. Yeah, but guess what? Guess what happens all the time? That when everyone knows you're going to run the ball and you still pick up a yard. <laughs> guess what was happening all game? They picked up a yard. <laughs> you know, so like, you know, yes, I understand that they knew it was coming. Well, guess what? You everybody knows what's coming at the professional level. It's just whether or not you can execute. So. Because you know what's happening, yeah, sure, but they're still going to get the push on the line, and it—they it, would—it's ridiculous. It, clearly, the proof is in the pudding of what happened. They threw it because Russell Wilson sucks throwing footballs, and obviously, you know, he obviously sucks as a quarterback now, given this last season. Jack, right, so, so he's on my fantasy so, team, and I. <laughs> fair enough. Fair over. enough. But yeah. in the Annie Duke book, yeah, I get, yeah, what yeah I, I, get, I get what she's saying, but results-oriented versus process-oriented. Right. Okay. That's fair. But, but, to, but I, I, versus just like the outcome, because you can make the right decisions and still end up in the wrong place. But the question becomes, would you deliberately make a wrong decision at any point? No, because you don't know what's going to end up happening. Right. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think, I think that I would, I would very much like to, what's the name of her book? Let's, uh, let's plug, I mean, thinking in bets. Thinking in bets, because I, I want to check that out because I, I want to read about that. Book. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm. I, I do. Uh, we'll, we'll put a we'll put a pin in the book recommendation thing for a minute, but um, I do want to read about that because I want to hear what her logic is as to why she thinks that that is the correct choice. Because I I, I see things like that all the time where people are thinking like from a you know an abstract standpoint, I guess, where like if this example, for instance, like if she's saying like okay, the the throw is the better choice. Well, I want to know what her logic is behind that because. Annie Duke is not a football person. She is a poker person looking at analytics. So I want to know what factors she's considering in that abstract analysis, right? Like, because, like, did, did she take into account the weight of the lineman versus the defensive lineman? Like, I, I don't know. Like, like is, that, is, that, is that a factor that came into her, to her analysis? I don't know. Because, like, that to me, that's a, that's a big factor, <laughs> you know? Like, if, if, you're, if you're playing five offensive linemen, and they're playing with four down defensive linemen. 
well, then you have a five on four advantage to get the push that you need. <laughs> so, so then, you know, so then is she taking that into account? Like, like, you know, cause there's, there's strategic football things that when people make those analysis in those books, they probably don't take into account like the actual football critique of things. You know what I mean? Like she's not a football coach. <laughs> you sound like she, the old, you sound like the old agents in Moneyball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you're taking a very well, like anti-analytical approach on it. Yeah. Because there's an eye test. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's, yes, I'm also not a football coach, but I mean, I, I, I watched the play. I saw what happened. Let me know if you can hear me. I mean, but you, you, I mean, you're right. They didn't win. Right. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what the choice was because that's right. Because even if they handed it off, they could have stuffed them at the line. Yeah. So the point of the, the point of the book is choosing process over whatever. So like if, 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 if he, if he judged that 65% of the time, or if he had judged like uh, the best statistics, the best way to judge it would be like, if he thought 40% of the time, they're not going to make it at all. You can almost point it like a Monty Hall problem. So like mm. if, if 40% of the time, and not quite the money hall problem, but basically, um, so 40% of the time he's, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. Okay. And then if. But, but okay. So right there, why, why, why 40? <laughs> like, like what, like what, like what, like what, like what, what makes you say 40? Like I would, I would love to know. Well, because like, if like, you're if, right, if, then you sound like a genius. And if you're wrong, be like, well, 60% of the time, you know. Yeah. 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 I, I read, I read your predictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read the Substack, the Trader Dad Substack on, on predictions for 2023. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll some of them have already come true for what it's worth. Yeah, fuck pickleball, right? <laughs> pickleball people, pick a lane, people. Yeah, right. Pick a lane. So, I was talking about pickleball today, actually, but uh, so um, no, 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 but hold on, no, no, no. But the the point of the Annie Duke book is to think in process and think in statistics yeah. rather than being being like results oriented. Because like, it's like you, it's like, it's like, buy, though there's is somebody who will buy one lottery ticket and win a million dollars, but that doesn't mean you should just buy a lottery ticket if you need a million dollars. Well, yeah, well that, yeah, that, yes, that, I feel like that's apples and oranges. <laughs> it is. Between, it's a stretch of an example, but it's yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah no, no, I, I get it. I, I get, I get the point of the book. The point of the book is, is, is to look at the process of how you make decisions. And, and I'm sure it's a great read. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things where, um, it would probably help in certain aspects of, of trying to decipher certain things in my own job and things like that. Plus it's, it's just great to see the probability of certain things and how people break things down. Like I, I very much enjoy those kind of books and those kind of things. I'm just, I'm just curious. And it, and it sounds like it's a good read. So I'll probably try to check it out at some point with all that free time I have, you know, that's, that's obviously the, well, the thing. Well, what you need is an audible subscription. Mm. I don't mm. think I've sat and read a paged book in seven yeah. years. Really? Because as soon as, especially like, like when, when my oldest was uh, first born and like, if I was like rocking her to sleep or something, I just yeah. put earbuds in oh, and it was idea. still quiet, but I just yeah. listened to my books right. and rocking her to sleep. So I didn't, yeah. I would sit with her for 45 minutes. I didn't care. I wasn't getting yeah. to eat because I was just sitting and listening to my book. Right. Right. I didn't have the mental capacity to do anything when I had a newborn. <laughs> I, I did not have any mental capacity. I, I, I reveled in that opportunity to just sit with nothing happening in my brain. <laughs> I mean, I've done that too. It's nice to just in the dark sometimes. Oh my God. That was, that was, that was tough. Oh man. That was so hard. Oh, geez. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that was difficult. Those are difficult times, you know? So, so, okay. So, so getting away from the Annie Duke thing, it was, so I had a conversation with somebody at a marketing event recently and um, he was asking if I have kids. And I said, yeah, I have, I have a two and a half year old. And I, and I said, yo, do you have any kids? He was, he's about my age. He's, you know, he's in early thirties. And he said, um, he said, no, we're trying to have kids. And I said, oh yeah, you know, you know, good luck with that. You know, great, whatever. And um, he said, how, how was, uh, how was the birth? Like, how was like, uh, like, how, how was that aspect of things? Like, cause I said that our daughter was born, you know, right in kind of the height of COVID. And I said, yeah, that was a really unique experience. So I said, people who have kids who are born from like the middle of March to like the beginning of July of like 2020 have such a unique experience in terms of like 
the last third trimester of birth and then of, of like pregnancy and then the birth of things like that and like after my daughter was born like nobody could come to our house <laughs> right. like it That's was true. it yeah, was just I, I didn't see her it until was she was like three or four months old right it was just me and my wife and that was crazy <laughs> like it was it was like the most surreal experience was coming home from the hospital and then we're home the three of us and she starts crying and we're just like crap what do we do <laughs> like like what what do we do that was that was the that was like so yeah because i mean with covid no everybody was afraid to to go see people like you couldn't do anything and like the hospital experience was one whole thing that you know that, that could be a whole thing in, in itself but like coming home and just having no help <laughs> you know like you're just nothing <laughs> like no one could hold the kid like it was just the two of us you know it was just like all day every day like that was that was that was intense so but yeah so so, so like, so people say like, oh, you know, it's so hard. It's so hard. I'm like, yeah, it's hard. Imagine not having anybody there to hold the kid. <laughs> like, yep. like, it, like, you know, like I, I I'm bitter. <laughs> I'm a little bitter. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's hard. I get it. I know how hard it is. Imagine not having anyone to come help you <laughs> at all for months. <laughs> you know? So, so, you know, but whatever. Sorry, digress. Well, we but, don't have any family where we are, you know, either. Well, right. Exactly. Well, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, yeah, you guys yeah, moved away and that's, that's a thing. But I mean, now, I mean, your youngest is older ish. She's not a newborn. Correct. You yeah. Know, so like, you know, and, and, and also not your first, Correct. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, you know, when, when you have no idea what you're doing and no one can help you, <laughs> and it's just like, ah, yes, ah. Yeah, it can be very difficult. It's been oh for everybody. Yeah, it was, in it was, yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody has their own challenges and it's, it's something it's, it's unique where, where parenting, it seems like it's just, uh, it's, it's your own challenges because your kids are your own kids and they have all the good things and all the bad things. And it's, everybody's unique. And, you know, it's funny. Um, we were just with, uh, a friend of ours who have two kids and, um, th their two kids are completely opposite. And it's, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's funny to see the juxtaposition of the two of them. Like it, they, they, they look similar, but man, their personalities couldn't be, couldn't be different could be more different and it's just fun and, and neither like neither neither personality is bad or anything it's just just funny how how different you know it's just it's just like and the different challenges that are going to come with those different personalities and the, and nobody will ever know those challenges of parenting those two kids that are two friends <laughs> like you know like it's just it's just interesting how how there's no i guess there's uh was it there's i don't know there's there's no right answer and no wrong answers just answers <laughs> just, and, and you see what happens <laughs> and just you know, so that's just how I look at it. The die has already been cast, my friend. Mm. She's either going to be a so a sociopath yep. or not. It's like you're it's done. Gonna, it's going to be a seven out or or nothing or, or a point. You know, you never you never know, right? So yeah, good old throwing some craps logic in there. You know. Thanks, we appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, no problem. You know, three V craps. Hey, ah. <laughs> coming to really you know soon. That is no. So yeah, so I I've been toying around with creating a craps YouTube channel. <laughs> You, you want to start a craps YouTube channel? Yeah, YouTube, yeah. I thought about it. You know, just talking about craps theory and uh, you know, craps die, you know, dice things and things like and how that. How many That'd episodes would that go? One? Nah. You just get on the video and you'd be like, "Hey, here's a list of other YouTube channels." That try videos. <laughs> well, there's a, there's actually like a small little like YouTube dice community. That's it's in, it's a it's a really weird thing, but it's a. It it's sounds unique. like it's a really weird thing, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, there's a lot on, of weird things that I'm into. Very weird thing. No, no, we're not going to get into that so far. Let's go. Let's go back to. Uh, let's go back to 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 the book recommendations here. So to the what? To one of to 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 Annie Duke and and the book recommendation of of whatever that oh, was. Okay. Right. So what I wanted to put a pin into. So Annie Duke brings up two things. Right. She's a poker player. So I'm in a neighborhood poker game. Okay. So uh, you brought up something interesting about Annie Duke. She has like a background in psychology. I think uh, she, she's she's a very high. I forget what her actual especially. Yeah, something. Yeah, so so but she's talking about like poker. Might have been like technically like, like neuroscience, but I thought of it as brain. Yeah, right, right. I have to go but back. Anyway, so that. it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really matter for the purpose of this. But so what? Uh, so I'm in this neighborhood poker game, and the guy the guy is my neighbor, and he's like, "Hey, would you be interested in like getting together like a poker game with like the dads in the neighborhood?" I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like fun. You know, just let me know when it is, and we'll try to figure it out." So over the past like year he's had like a poker game like every month and you know it's been varying levels of people and it's kind of neighborhood dads and everybody's kind of gotten together and got a pretty good group going so we're talking and 
you know, like I played enough poker throughout, you know, last, I don't know, since, you know, since we were kids and played enough poker, you know, playing for starbursts and whatever. And, um, you know, you know how to play, right. And you read a book every now and then you read some stuff and, you know, like Doyle Brunson's book and like all this other stuff. I'm like, so I, I have a, a general idea of like good poker. So I'm not, I'm not good, but I'm like, I'm okay. Right. Sure, I took my neighbor for 250 bucks last weekend. Right. Exactly. You know how to play. Yeah. And like, you, you know, like, you know, your entry points, you know, exactly. So, so I'm sitting there and I'm playing, right. And the guy who runs the game, he starts talking about like how he used to run a game years ago. And we live next to a retirement community, like a 55 and older kind of place. And he okay. used to go to a game over there and he used to bust them up all day. And they actually told him you can't play anymore because you win too much get the hell out of our game. <laughs> so they, they kicked him out. out of retirement. Yeah. He got, he got kicked out of a 55 and older game. So then he started his own game like years ago. And he's like, all right, you know, whatever. And that feels like such a low life thing. Right. Well, no. So, oh, this, so, so, so this, no, he's, he's actually a really like upstanding guy. So, uh, so he, he starts this game and it's all dads and we're hanging out. And like, I kind of noticed, like he kind he knows, he knows what he's doing. Okay. He's watching everybody. He's watching everybody. I'm like, I can see that. So, so every time we play, I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit right to your left. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm, I want to, I want to act right after you to see what happens. So then I'm um, talking to him and I said, and he, he got a new job recently or uh, an, an adjunct professor job at, at the County college. And uh-huh. I said, what are you doing there? He goes, Oh, I'm teaching a psychology class. I said, I said, so, so you just, I said, so, so, so run this by me again. So what he does is he, he runs like a, a nonprofit sports program. And I, wait, wait, so I said, hold on. So, so you run a nonprofit sports program, but then you also teach a psychology class at a college. So like, how does that come to be? And he goes, well, it's like, I have a master in psychology. I said, oh, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, so not only, so not only do you, do you know how to play poker pretty well, but then you also have a master in psychology. So you're looking at all the like, tell, tell like, oh, all right. So that, that makes sense. Right. And so, so he's, you know, clearly doing okay in these games. And it's just, I'm like, oh, okay. That, that, that now the pieces are coming together as to why, you, you know, this is all happening. I'm like, all right. All right. So that, I thought that was interesting that you brought it up with Danny Duke, that she had like some sort of like neurology or psychology background. And then the guy that I'm playing with has a master's in psychology and he's sitting there talking to everybody, like looking around, like looking for tells and <laughs> doing stuff, but he's good. So I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> you know, so. So, so anyway, he's the all, he's the money winner in the game. He's the all time uh, leader in wins. <laughs> so I'm on his tails, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up, <laughs> but I'm not, you know, I'm okay. Up. Well, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm up. better than being down. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so like last week, you know, we had like a seven man game and I won that one. So that was good, but, uh, but it was funny. Yeah. It was like, I was like, Oh, <laughs> like, oh I, I think things you didn't know about the guys we're playing poker with, that he has a master's in psychology. Like, yeah. That was good to know. <laughs> so because now you would have done everything differently. No, 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 no. Like, but it's just like it's just good feet? to know. What are you gonna it's do? Like, I don't, nothing. You're not gonna change anything. It's just like, like oh, that's why. <laughs> oh, that's why you're doing the things you do because you like actually understand what you're looking for. So I'm not gonna change anything about my game, but you know, still, still fun to know. But I find a lot of yeah. the psychology elements at a game when I'm sitting at a ring game, mm-hmm. like which I'll, I'll do. I now now I'm doing about once a month. I'm, doing, mm-hmm. I'm sitting about. I'm sitting in a ring game of of guys once a month regularly now that I'm yeah, in my okay. home game. Yeah. And so what, what I figured out is, um, I don't, I don't think of it so like mechanically nuanced. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it'd be like, Oh, he put, he, he, he went like this on his face. Oh yeah. 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 Decided, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that, that must mean that, he's yeah, bluffing. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. but I put a profile to the type of person with whom I'm playing. Right. And the profiles help Phil Helmuth does a lot of his teachings with that. And what mm. Phil Helmuth will have is um, he, he, he does it as a uh, either the, the lion or the the uh, the donkey or the mm. the elephant or like the 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 jackal, which mm. is like all different character types of types of players. And it's a good a mnemonic device because you can kind of just put like a style to them mm. and you kind of play off that style. Like yeah, that makes they're sense, these yeah. type of guys. Mm. So what happens yeah. is you see what they're doing with each hand, mm. and then it starts to like get a sense of, um, oh, he calls a lot. He's like a, mm. a big elephant calling station. Like mm. if you want money in just the pot, just like you know, oh, he's, he's probably gonna call. Yeah. He's kind of say, oh, yeah, go to him into yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, or you got guys that are really tight. You know, guys that yeah. Yeah, guys, like, like, oh, they he, only like he came in raising. Like unless mm-hmm. I have aces, I'm probably folding. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a guy. Yeah, I know exactly. Who some guys are. I didn't. I didn't know that there was uh, like a guy. Like I didn't know Phil Hammond like like put like names or something to that. But like in general, yeah, that's that's how I look at it. It's like okay, this guy's tight. This guy calls. This guy goes. This guy. This guy plays loose. This guy likes to gamble. You know, like it's it's things like that. And it's like okay, so you can kind of read it. And it's like okay, well, so there's one guy. One guy. The first time I played with him, I didn't know him. Man, he he he. Unbeknownst to me, he plays super tight. But he was just getting cards, so it seemed like he was just calling loose a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, he he get into like the Turner River, and he, he people were folding to him, so he wasn't ever showing. So then I got into like three showdowns with him, and he was just busting me up left and right. Like I had second best hand all night. I'm like, oh, man, he was killing me. <laughs> he knocked me out. He was, he was just you know. But you know, now I know that about him. He's just he's a tight player. So then the next time I play with him, he like he played like three hands all night. <laughs> you know, he just got bled to death. You know, like, like you know, it's it's just you know the first time I played him, he was just getting cards, and you know, you could nothing you could do about it. You know, so. What's also interesting yeah. is sort of like when you're in the opposite position. So like yeah. last time I, I it was like two times ago I was playing, I had to play kind of like the gracious winner. Oh yeah. Cause I, I, cause you were like getting, getting cards. Yeah. I sucked. At, no, I, I only sucked them out once, but I, I had quads mm. twice in one night against the same guy. Oh, who was killer. all in on both times. And he was six, five to 25. Oh, Ouch. It's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch that one. So wait, 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 wait. So you busted him up on quads. He bought back in, and then you busted him up on quads again. Yes. Jeez. Oof. Yes, Ouch. that is what happened. <laughs> Man, he, he must have took. Did you take the long way home? Did you, did you stop in somebody else's backyard? Oh, I live in this house. <laughs> you know, so he doesn't follow you home. <laughs> I, and we were like five beers in. Six oh yeah, away. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like so. it was like, oh shit. He he's yeah, a very yeah. nice guy. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. He's, real, he, yeah. he's a real sweetheart of a guy. It turns out. Yeah. But I was like, because I only knew people there so well. Yeah. Like, right. 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 Yeah. I was just yeah, like, oh, like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but you're not gonna you're not gonna fold that though. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna. You'll take them. Oh no, I took the money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I won and I took the money and I said thank oh. you. <laughs> yes. That's tough though. That's a tough spot to be in. But it's like especially oh, like it's... a new game and you don't know the people very well. Right. Like you that's, a, that's a hard like, spot. You don't want to be like, oh that fucking guy. Like Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you no, don't want to be the guy that doesn't get invited back because you still want to like, play. Took all our money and left and no, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. I yeah, wouldn't exactly. invite and... that guy back if I were that. Yeah. So you want to try to be kind of like in the pocket and be like just like yeah. like you're almost winning or losing money the first time you play with a new group of people. Yeah. It's almost yeah. beside the point if you win, your objective is to be invited back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's exactly how it was. So the first time I played with those guys, like I I I played super loose because I was just there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I was just happy, like, you know, whatever. So then like like I got not it was like maybe like uh eight guys there. So I got knocked out like third or fourth. And then I just dealt, you know, so I hung out and just dealt for a while and like had a few beers. Like that, you know, that's what I was doing, you know, like that was and that was fun. And but I I I played super, super loose. I was I was playing opening hands that I like I'm like, yeah, well it's I was playing very much house opening hands. They're like, yeah, uh, you know, like an eight, six suited. <laughs> let's see yeah. what that plays out. And like, you know, yeah, all right, yeah, let's see yeah. the flop. <laughs> yeah, let's see the flop. Yeah. You raise, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. You raise out, yeah, see the flop. You know, it's like, well, maybe I'll hit, you know, <laughs> you know, very much. Uh, yeah, all right. Very, very much shrug your shoulders, throw some chips in the pot. You know, that's, that's a good tactic. That's a very fair tactic. I mean, the thing is though, you also got to realize like, are these people there to play or not? Yeah, yeah, you, and, that, you and that's the thing. Be it's just, a mixed bag. Because then, when like you hit on that a six or the eight six mm-hmm. on something, everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like then you're, then yeah, you called out a position with eight six. No, 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 what you are you doing? Play like ring poker. You're kind <laughs> yeah, of like, you know, exactly. You got no yeah, position yeah. poker. And, and then, it's then funny. It's funny because like yeah, that that group of guys. There's a couple guys that play. A couple guys that are there. To it's a mixed bag. So you know you know who's who's dead money. You know who's there to win. You know it's 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 interesting. It's fun. You know who gets but really every, pissed off after his fourth beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, nobody. Yeah, well, <laughs> not not this crowd now. But uh, I'm I'm the one who drinks probably the most of that crowd. I always bring. Um, I had a habit. I, I was trying to clear out my fridge. So when I go and play in these games, I would just take all the Lucy's I had in my fridge and just clear them out. You know, because <laughs> I'm like I'm just gonna be sitting there anyway. Might as well drink them. So I'd always have like garbage beer <laughs> like garbage beer or garbage seltzer just 
just trying to clear it, just muscle it down <laughs> just while I'm sitting there. And I, and so, so I had, so I got the reputation of like, hey, don't, don't you ever drink anything good? <laughs> you know? and, so, and, and the answer is no, I don't. But, but, uh, you know, that's just, it's just funny that like, that's my reputation at that thing. It's like, yeah, well, he comes and drinks seven beers and then, and sometimes he wins. <laughs> so, you know, all right, I'll take that reputation. You know, I get invited you know, back. So. Sometimes it boils down to just your warm body in a chair though. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. So so it, it that 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 table has ebbed up to like 16 guys in one night. Like they had two tables at eight one night. That was a big night. And I couldn't make that one. And I didn't go. So I would have been 17, which uh, you know, so there's there's a group of guys that you know they have a pool to pick from. And you know, um, yeah, it's 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 a good, it's a good game, it's a good house game. It's uh it's a good group of dudes. It usually lasts about four hours. It's it's like a it's more of a tournament, it's not a cash game, it's like a twenty dollar buy-in. Oh, you do a tournament. Yeah, we do a tournament. Yeah, we do a yeah, tournament. So in, we don't so do it in a cash game. Yeah, see, see, I, I can't play a cash game. I'm just not good at cash games because I just can't. I, I just don't know how to do it. Well, when you, you can't, I don't know how to. I was actually, I always considered myself more of a tournament player, but the truth of the matter is, I could sit in a cash game and like defend yeah. my stack, you know? Mm. So, mm. but. You're right. Yeah. There's two different ways you're you're gonna play it. Like cash games, mm-hmm. you're 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 tight aggressive if you're going in the whole time. But with a tournament, I always think of it as sort of like where my I'm my level of aggression when I'm playing in a tournament is directly related to where I am in chip stack and where we are right. in the tournament. Exactly, exactly, exactly what it is. Yeah. So so as as things have uh, have evolved, like the like so some guys were coming to play and they didn't really know. They were just like, all right, I kind of know how to play poker. And then they've kind of like learned a little more as we've been going. And the guy who runs it is like, all right, well, now we're going to like really stick to like some tournament stuff. Like it's timed raising the blinds and things like that. Just to, one, he wants to get everybody out of his house. And, t- and two, you know, it's it's like, okay, yeah, like let's let's figure this out and how to move this along a little quicker. So, uh, you know, things like that. So the tournament style, is, it kind of it's kind of like a set time limit. Almost. Like you get like four hours and got the blind set up with the amount of chips. And like, you're not adding more chips in really the pot. Like there's a set amount of chips, set blinds. It'll be done by a certain time. Like you're good to go. So, so it works out, but it's fun. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Because the problem with you playing in tournaments is that that late stage is like dragging it out. And yeah. People, like really yeah. start to impose some sort of rule to keep the thing going. Yeah. yeah and that, and that's really what it is. It's, it's that we start to, we start to raise the blinds quicker just to get more action, just to, just to get the stacks in and out you know, quicker. So like, you know, two or three hands, it'll start to like really shape shift and like, who's going to win this. And whatnot. So, so it works out. And then, well, the fact is like, so last time I won, like I got, um, I was biding my time, biding my time. And I hit like two, three hands in a row that like really gave me some chip stack. And then just started being a bully. And I just mm-hmm. started bullying people. And I was like, all right, let's just keep this going. <laughs> so I'll take the, take your blinds, take the blinds, take the blinds, you know? So, but it's yeah, part so of the game too. it's part of the game. It is. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, like I defend my blinds like it's crazy when I'm playing in any game. Yeah, you have to because it keeps you keeps your head above water, and you know you, you can't you can't forfeit your blinds to somebody because then their stacks getting bigger, your stacks get smaller, and you know like if you're if you're in big blind, you got to be aggressive. Like it's just yeah, you know, it's the way it's got to be. But the, well, the the thing about it really is you you're sending the signal that like look, I'm choosing to play this. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I yeah, can have you, any two cards if I just call in the big blind. The first, of, I mean, first of all, somebody else has made a mistake by letting you even get to the big blind and check. Well, yeah, right. Well, I mean, if you're three-handed, right, and then you've got you got you know dealer small big, that dealer needs to make a pretty good decision to 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 basically raise or fold. And if you you know because if he if he doesn't raise, then you're just letting people limp in and. You know, three, okay, so you're only talking about when you're on the deal. The, well, you're, you're, well, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm saying mostly three-handed is when it starts to drag out, in my opinion. Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're, you're talking you about. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah. When we're three-handed, yeah. then it because starts to then, drag then, out. Yeah. yeah, because then what happens is if the dealer, if the dealer, if the button keeps folding, then the blinds are just moving around the table and there's no movement in chip stack. So, like, that dealer guy's got to make an aggressive move to get either the small blind to fold to get more money in the pot so that it changes hands. You know, that's the way I look at it. But and then if you're ways, big in that situation, then you could basically come over the top. One of the ways but, that I always wanted, I don't recall ever seeing it deliberately done this way, particularly pitched this way in any sort of like real tournament structure in like AC or Vegas during the World Series or something or other. Um, the way I would do it is that if we got to a number of people rather than a set level. Right. Like, so, so let's say, let's say you got to the top you made it to the money, right? right? Let's say top 10% of participants, you're in the money. Right. 
and the blinds were, you know, moving up, they were doubling or whatever the rate was every 15 minutes. Yeah. In like a quick turn, like a quick online tournament. Um, once you got to that, I started to turn into turbo. Mm. I would start to make the blinds go up like every seven minutes. Right, 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 right. Just to just accelerate it because when you're in the money, there's no one's no one's dragging it out to make all the money would start to have to spiral upward and end up landing somewhere quicker. So it's a good like it's like turning on a blender to make it go faster. Yeah, that's that's, it's interesting. Yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, if that's set in before, and and it would only on the very end where it would start to right. Well, yeah, it's it's once it's once the money is established, like that's the trigger, and that's the trigger for turbo, which makes sense. That's that's a pretty good idea because it just it just accelerates it because because people who are in the money that that's usually what drags it out like that that cusp of like the last three or four guys that get out like in a bigger tournament like that just drags on because everyone's like oh i gotta hold on i gotta hold on gotta hold on gotta hold on and it's like well no <laughs> i mean if that would actually make even more sense if you started at maybe like two levels below the money right right that, yeah 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 out. yeah to, to really to really put the squeeze on the low stacks yeah you know yeah, to really like, make guys, to, to force them make a move Make your move yeah. or we're done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty, it's an interesting concept. And, and it's easy to do on an online thing. Like poker stars could totally do that, but yeah. You know. And you could then really start to play with it with its genre of its own. You call it like roller coaster blinding or something where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play like 30 minutes at one level. And then you play like five Ooh. minutes at another level. Look, and at that. Look at you. Look at you. This guy's an idea, man. Yeah, it would be kind of fun. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be harder. Yeah. You know, and then you get crazy, you know, you start throwing it into like stud, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, okay. Every fourth street has to be three times the ante, you know, it's like minimum. You know? Have you ever tried crazy? To hit? Like I'm assuming when you play cards, you're playing no limit Texas hold'em. Have you ever been in like a house game yes. and you try to pitch playing a different game? We, 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 uh, yeah, you that, and I know how to up, play several that, different that, games. I can play pretty much up, any de- stud game. That, yeah. That came up in, in this game that I'm in. Right. So the one guy who, who runs it, he was like, I, I was talking about, it. I said, I was, you know, we were like, do you guys know how to play any other games? Like, you know, this house game is great, but like, you know, would you guys ever be interested in playing like a, like a stud night, like a seven card stud night or something like other than Texas Hold'em? Uh, you know, cause I personally like to play seven card stud. Like I very much enjoy playing seven card stud more than Texas Hold'em. I like to play Omaha Hold'em, but playing that in real life versus online is a nightmare. Don't ever do it. It's the worst. Don't do it. It's highly unrecommended, especially playing Omaha High Low. That's the stupidest thing you could ever do. It never ends. Um, All right, noted. But, I won't do that. Noted. Yeah, I know. But okay, yeah. But uh, I'll continue uh, yeah, doing so, so, exactly so, as I have been doing. Yeah, right. Not so doing. the conversation was so. So the one guy was like, "Oh yeah, that'd be great. Like you play like a dealer's choice night." I was like, "Yeah, that'd be great." And then everybody's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so what, once the conversation went to what's that? And no, that's not, that's not going to work. So then, so then the conversation was like explaining other games while we're playing, like Texas Hold'em, like teaching, like, okay, well, like, okay, five card stud or seven card stud or AC Ducey or. And um, then you say, go fish. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Gin. <laughs> Gin. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's, not, it's not just a drink anymore. What is this rummy you speak of? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so um, no, so that, that was one of the things that got tossed around. And then, then the other thing that got tossed around was a lot of guys wanted to learn how to play craps. Cause then that guy, then we were talking about other casino games, like playing poker at the casino. I'm like, what do you like to do at the casino? And I said, well, typically when I go to the casino, I don't like playing poker. I like playing craps. And we were like, oh, craps. Is that a game with the dice? I'm like, yeah, it's a game with the dice. And they're like, do you know how to play that? I'm like, yeah, I know how to play it really well, actually. And uh, they said, uh, oh, can, can you like teach us how to play one night? And I was like, I absolutely can teach you how to play it. I have a craps rig in my basement. I could, <laughs> I could bring over and I could teach you how to play craps. <laughs> that is the thing I could do. So that's on the horizon too. At some point they want to like, they want me to like bring my craps rig over and like play craps one night <laughs> that's it was like do. a youtube channel where you gave where you there yeah, craps lessons. if only if only there was a youtube channel that uh, that could show them how to do all these things and you know basically talk about craps theory that'd be fun right so, so then after <laughs> they after you said that did you immediately pull out a piece of paper and say like oh here are some great websites yeah actually as a matter of fact here, here, here it is yeah. color up <laughs> you know casino quest <laughs> but uh yeah so no, no it, yeah, just, i don't know what that one is oh no so so it sounds like also, oregon trails like yeah no so so cousin. well it's funny so casino quest is a business on the Las Vegas Strip. And what they do is you can go in there and you can pay like $15 an hour and just play poker, like like gambling games. 
and you get to like learn. So okay. like, yeah. So like, and, and they have like professional dealers and it's like a dealer school. And like, so you can go there and be like, okay, well, I want to work on playing my crap strategy. And they have like professional dealers and you can just like pay $15 an hour or something and play craps as long as you want for no money. <laughs> like, it's not like you're just playing the game. Like you're literally, it's like going to uh going to a, I don't know, somewhere to play like a board game. Like you're playing a certain amount of, you pay a fee to go in and play as many board games as you want. But this is just casino games and it's on Las Vegas Strip and it's called Casino Quest. So they, so the Casino Quest guys, like they put out like betting strategy videos on like roulette and craps. And like, you know, they talk about dealing and like why dealers do what they do. And they like kind of explain the games and it's, it's an interesting concept. So, yeah. So this is this thing you attended? No, 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 no. That, well, so it's, it's a YouTube channel but they promote like the, in the brick and mortar place in, in Las Vegas. So no, I've never gone there. So is, no, is your craps YouTube channel supposed to be a ripoff of that? Is that what you're trying no, to tell well, Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. So but, you're uh, you're like no. your genius entrepreneurial idea that you brought no, on. A, it's, I'm not saying no, it's more, podcast. It, it's a hobby. It's, it, it's a, it's a hobby that hasn't gotten. I have a college degree in finance. I, I literally only have pitch. the name. I literally, I didn't pitch anything. I literally only have a name for YouTube channel. That's all I have. A name. That's it. That's Wait, all I have. And what was the name? 3V Crafts. We can get into this if you want, but we're not going mean, to, it's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> but, you know, I literally right. like won business plan competitions in life. <laughs> and you're going to pitch me a rip off. Never, never, never did I say it was a business. Never did I say that. What I can't right. have a hobby? I can't have hobbies. Is that is that I thought this was America? <laughs> I thought this was right, America. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You can have hobbies. Yeah, yeah I'm one to talk. Yeah, I'm one right. to talk. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. <laughs> After oh. the close, like and subscribe down below. <laughs> we're we're so. I don't even know how many minutes in, and I've just now noticed that your background, you're in Michael Scott's office. <laughs> yep. Because there's Stanley. Stanley out the back, yeah. Like, I, yeah I was hoping that, that that like that would just come across. I was I was wondering when that would come across. Like I was hoping hoping that would be a thing. But it took uh, me a yeah. while. Yeah, um, yeah. You're like, what, what? I've seen that before. What is that? I just couldn't put my finger on what the hell that yeah. was, and then just yeah. Ended. I mean, that that was the dead giveaway. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you like, actually bother like, to look I'm not, at family, I'm not sitting in my house with the blinds with a large black man sitting behind me at a desk doing a crossword. <laughs> like that's not in my house. That's not. It's not what's happening. Be cooler if it was. Be cooler if it was. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> but anyway, so. Right. So there's a couple things. So, so one, I'm very excited that to be on the inaugural after the close podcast. So thank you for having me very much. Appreciate that. But um, there's one thing that I did want to bring up was, uh, so we're talking about books. You talk about the Andy Duke book, but so in one of your uh, either sub stacks or your previous videos, you brought up uh, a book that you recommended and it was a technical analysis book for trading, which I got and I started reading, which I thought was interesting. You brought technical and, analysis uh, financial markets by John Murphy. Yeah. I didn't buy it. I acquired it. I acquired it. You acquired it. Okay. I acquired it. And uh, yeah, I I thought it was pretty cool. It's like, you know, so it's it's interesting. Like I've, uh, so once the pandemic hit, right. um, You know, you're sitting at a desk home and you're, and you know, work is kind of slowing down a little bit and things, things like all, everything in the news was talking about stock market stuff. And admittedly, like I knew very little about the stock market. Mm -hmm. And so if you kind of go back to like 2016, 2017, when cryptocurrency was getting really big, I was like, what is this stuff? Like, what is this cryptocurrency stuff? So I started to learn about cryptocurrency a little bit and kind of like understanding what, what is that? What is this? And I, and I started really learning about like Ethereum on that. And so I opened up like uh, like a brokerage account just to like kind of look at Ethereum. And I, and I can put like a little bit of money in there just to see what it is. Like when you have a little bit of skin in the game, you kind of watch it a little differently and you're like, all right, let's see what this does. And like, what is happening? Let's read the news and all this other crap. So then when like, you know, when COVID hit in 2020, um, like I had a brokerage account and people were talking about like stock market stuff and all this other stuff. And, and then, you know, so like, all right, well, like what, like, okay, let me buy like a stock of something and just like, see what happens, like what is going on. And then the whole, uh, GameStop thing. Happened, right. Mm-hmm. So when GameStop went crazy, then I was like, all right, what is happening here? Why is this happening? So I started to learn a lot about the stock market. I really started to like really figure out what's happening. Um, I, by no means am I, 
smart in this area, but it's fun Nobody to learn. Would ever call you smart, sir? No, not at all, not at all. But so, but uh, but I, I thought I thought it was an interesting concept, and I was like, well, let me. So so you pull on the thread a little bit, and you start to learn a little more. You start to learn a little more. You start to learn a little more, and. Before you know it, you have another family in another state. You have to travel back and forth. And how did you get yeah. into this mess? And half of your paycheck yeah. goes here and half of your paycheck yeah. goes there. And oh my yeah, it's God. It's crazy. You know, that that double, that double family on the list is nuts. You know, yeah, you know, you know, it's crazy. It's really hard to be a civil engineer and then also a tequila entrepreneur in Tijuana at the same time. It's really hard. But uh, you know, so, oh, so the financials. Yeah, no, no, that. But, uh, so hey, I learned a lot. I was learning a lot about like um, stock trading and things like that. And um, you know, people on YouTube were talking about stuff, and I was finding people, and I was listening, and I was trying to learn. And but then you have your trader dad stuff, and I was like listening to that stuff and trying to learn about what you had to say. Let, and then I learned. Let me just stop you right there. This is not meme stock mania. No, 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 not at all. I'm not, saying it I'm not saying this. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that because of that meme stock mania. I started to find, okay, what's the real stuff, like the actual learning of stuff? Like, like what, what does this mean? Like, what, what does that mean? What does this mean? Like, wh why is that happening? What does that mean? And then I started learning, okay, when the Fed is issuing reports, like, okay, what, what, is, what does that mean? Like, what is the CPE? What is the CPI? Like, what, is, what are all the, like, wh like how, why is this stuff affecting my everyday life? You know, mm -hmm. because like all that financial stuff, like, okay, that clearly has an impact on, what is going on in the world and I'm a part of the world and that affects why I'm paying prices that I'm paying. So, so why not try to understand it more? Right. And that was something that I've, I've been trying to do and trying to understand the markets and trying to, to really understand those things. And so then um, at some point uh, I was like, Oh, well then like this, this seems to be like a lot of people seem to make a lot of money on this stuff. Right. <laughs> so how, how are they doing that? And I was like, I was reading about it. I was like, well, you know, like what, what is, so, okay. I understand that you buy a stock and if it goes up and you sell it, you make money, you, you buy a stock, and it goes down, you, one. You, <laughs> buy a stock, you sell it and it goes down, you lose money. I'm like, all right, well, that's seems pretty interesting. And I was like, well, what, are, what are options? Right. And I was like, well, that's a derivative of a stock. And I was like, okay. So I learned about what options are. And I was like, okay, well I have the obligation to sell something if I'm selling, you know, an option or, 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 or the opportunity to buy a stock at a certain price when I buy, you know, at a strike price and all that other stuff. And I was like, huh, well, I could like sell. So I have stock. I could sell against it and earn premium while I still own the stock. And if it doesn't go above that price, it expired. I'm like, huh, I'm making, I can make a couple bucks. That's pretty nice. <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> because normally if you just hold on to the stock, it doesn't go anywhere. Well, you just sit in money. But if I sell against, you know, if I, I sell a cover call, well, cool. All right. I make a couple bucks. That was cool. I learned, I learned something about that. And I was like, huh, I can sell cash covered puts. Well, that's interesting. You know, I could learn that. So then I learned about that. And, you know, so it was kind of pulling on the thread and I was learning about derivatives. And I was like, huh, well, there's another one. Now there's futures. What is this futures market? You know, what is what is this crap? You know, so now I'm learning about that, and I was like, all right. So and I was and I was watching watching following a guy on YouTube, and he was talking about you know he talks about a lot of uh, analytical trading and trading models and this side of the thing. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So then you were talking about in one of your videos about your technical analysis book. I was like, I should probably read that. <laughs> you know, because mm. talk talking about you know you know you know bull flags, bear flags, and all this other good stuff. And I was like, oh, well, you know, patterns in trading. And I was like, oh, this the huh. All right, let's let's check this out. You know, so so that I thought that was a really good, uh, really good thing in the journey of me trying to learn about the stock market was like, you know, part of the problem that I have is that I I don't know where to start. You know, because mm -hmm. like I didn't go to college to learn about finance or anything like that stuff. I went and got a similar. Let me just point out so, for this because this is important. You're not gonna get a bachelor's in finance, and they're not gonna hand and they in in or rather. No bachelor of finance program is going to hand you technical analysis of financial markets by John Murphy. Well, no, understand, but, that, that's but, but to be that. fair, I was not exposed to anything financial in the stock markets at all. Didn't have conversations with people about it. Didn't understand anything about it. And it's all things like in my adult life, like recent, more recently, you know, in the past couple of years, like, oh, this is something that affects my life. I should understand it. Like, you know, I have a 401k program that's all invested into, you know, index funds and things like that. And then those index funds have underlying equities that I need to, under, you know, so all of that stuff is, is things that I needed to learn about. And I was like, well, that's a pretty good idea of like, you know, but for me, like, where do you, where do you start? You know, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I had no idea where to start. You have no idea where to start. And, you know, 
understanding the basics is really hard for a lot of people. People that don't have any object or any understanding of the stock market whatsoever, uh, you know, it's really hard to find the basics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it took me a while to find the basics and to really kind of understand it. And I just kind of had to dip my feet in and just kind of throw a couple bucks at it and just see what happened and like try to understand it. Granted, yeah, I lost some money, but I learned a valuable lesson and I learned a lot of things and it opened up a whole new door of things that like it's enter- not entertaining, but like it's important to understand why the things that are coming out matter, especially with, you know, for me, like in 2008, when the market crashed, like I understood peripherally, like what was going on, like, and I watched big short or whatever that movie was. And I kind of understood it, you know, like I understood the real estate market was crashing and that created a lot of other problems, but I don't fully understand what happened there. But like Mm -hmm. with COVID, like I understand why that was happening. I, I got that. Like that made sense to me. I was like, okay, and then that like it very much opened this whole door of things for me. So, so I thought that was I thought that was interesting. I thought a lot of your videos that you created, like they when you were talking about it, you, you broke it down pretty easily. And you were talking about you know like spy and what the spy potentially was going to be doing based on you know the parameters that you saw. And like I'm like okay, that I can follow this. I understand why you're saying what you're saying. The words make sense. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. So, so I, I do I do appreciate you know the Trader Daz channel and all the things that like I'm trying to learn. And I think it's a good resource to start at that point. So I, you know, and also like you made an off the cuff comment about this technical analysis. book. I thought that was good. Like, I was like, Oh, I, I caught on. I was like, Oh, let me, let me check that out and see what, see if it's, see if it's any good and see if it makes sense to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the things that I'm starting to read and like, okay, you know, like if, if the, you know, it's a lot further than the basics, but it's like, Oh, cool. Like that, that's a start. Like I had no idea that book existed. And why, why would I, <laughs> you know? No, of course. And I understand exactly where you're driving at. I, I gotta tell you, I really appreciate hearing that. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, I try to really link the Substack content out to more like reputable sources and Mm -hmm. like a hook, line and sinker type of deal. Um, so the, the only thing is like, you you know, it's, it's any given thing is only one piece of the puzzle, right? Like, of course, yeah. So the, like, like a book like that is, is wonderful for what it is. It explains technical analysis but it does not talk about beyond maybe a cursory chapter on risk management or fundamentals right. um, that'll drive things and right. sort of how at different points, different parts are the driver. Yeah. 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 There's a lot, that like that is a yeah. great element to understand the technical analysis side of things. Um, but it's also one of many pieces so you can't rely too heavily on just that. Right, right, right. You have to understand what you're dealing with. You know, like like the Tesla fundamentals are much different than like the Apple fundamentals and things like that. You know, like so like you need to understand what's going on. And also, so I mean also the Tesla, Tesla is another interesting thing. Like so Elon Musk going, you know, kind of off the deep end a little bit. And everybody's like, oh, so the Tesla earnings just came out, right? And I don't know if you followed that at all, but uh so everybody, I, everybody I, was, I was well aware of the earnings that were coming out. Yeah, earnings season is going on. Right. Um, so, so, uh, so what a lot of people were speculating was because of like like Tesla's earnings were going to miss the mark, and they didn't. And that right. was an interesting. That was an interesting thing to see. Like, okay, well, so they didn't miss the mark. So they had a bit of a spike over the past, you know, Thursday and Friday. And uh, you know, it's, yeah, you know, but so if you if you were expecting a miss on the earnings report, you were shorting it, then you got screwed when, when the earnings report came out and it spiked you know that sucks yes, yes it does. <laughs> yeah it's interesting yeah, you know, it, the point on that. i don't yeah I, I don't i don't i don't really i just like i just like it's the what ifs in my mind like i'm not exactly an active investor but it's just like oh if if that were to happen how does that happen like what happens then <laughs> you know it's mm-hmm. like oh okay that happens and it's yeah it's interesting yeah so like it's a whole, it's a whole fun little thing that I'm, I'm, I'm opening my eyes into. And it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, um, mixed, mixed emotions towards it. It's, it's entertaining and exciting to learn something new, but it's also extraordinarily scary to see how fragile something like that is and how poorly it could go very quickly, <laughs> like based on perception. <laughs> it's like, well, well, 
people have a lot of money invested in this stuff and that could go sour real fast. <laughs> like, that's scary. <laughs> well, things can go, things can change very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, you know, and, yeah. uh, I, I would recommend you looking out for the sub stacks that are coming out because there's going to be a couple of uh, new ones dropping in uh, February that it will really like be up the alley you're talking about. Nice. So um, look for those. Those will be good. Yeah. You know? yeah, that'd be good. Um, I do, I do like hearing that kind of stuff though. That is a great, it's great feedback in general, yeah. but, um, it, it really like, you know, reaffirms some of the, the tent poles that we're trying to like drive through with this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I honestly, you know, I, I was talking to you a little bit before this, um, that, yeah, I, I think, I think the concept is good because, you know, like the, the, the dad aspect of things is something that a lot of people are going through. And I know a lot of people are having their own dad issues and there's a lot of dad content on the internet and it's great to kind of see a different take on some of the dad stuff through the eyes of kind of trading and you kind of a lot of good dad stuff on the internet like with stepdaughter is that what you're driving at no no not no not no uh no uh like instagram and stuff like there's there's fun like dad content like dad jokes and uh Mm -hmm. uh like uh, was there's a um, there's a good uh, there's a good one. I think it's called uh, I don't know. I see it all the time. It's like the dad something or other. But I, I saw one the other day. It was called the uh, uh, the dumb dads. Okay. And uh, they were they're having a uh, press conference, and, <laughs> and they were asking the dads like so uh, so uh, so what happened out there? He goes, yeah, you know, we're at the park and uh, I uh, forgot to bring the jacket. And that was a problem, you know, he got cold <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was really funny, really relatable. It's like, and it's like, and then, uh, yeah. So then, you know, we eventually had to go home and, um, you know, we got home and gave him some, uh, some applesauce and, you know, and, and, uh, and what happened out there? Well, yeah, we, we lost, we lost something good out there, you know, lost the backpack, <laughs> you know, Ooh. and is that the uh, the fourth time this year you've lost a backpack? Yes, fourth time you've lost a backpack. It's just, it's just like it's like it was just like that caught me off guard. It was like it was like a press conference. I'm like, I yeah, I hear that, man. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, you know, we lost a good backpack out there. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like it's just funny, 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 relatable things out there from parenting perspectives, and especially from a dad perspective. You know, there's a lot of wow. a lot of things that that dads go through that it's just like, yeah, that's that's how it goes. And you know, well, case yeah. in point, when we started tonight, you know, kids going to sleep, and you know, on behalf of Instagram, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever, yeah, whatever. But you know, so I don't know, but uh, you know, you, you do you you relate back to fun things, and obviously, it's it's entertaining content, so can't go wrong with that. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah. we're going to try to get some of the formatting down. We're going to get tra- some of the technical specs down. We're going to try to get it so that uh, I'm not interrupted six different ways through these, oh, but that's okay. part of the, the lore of being a dad. Um, so uh, with that, these are going to drop every expiration Friday. So when you'll be seeing this, it's a two seventeen is next expiration Woo! Friday. Um, and then hope everybody we'll had a good everybody. Valentine's day. What? Hope everybody had a good Valentine's day. Oh, Jesus. 